Hello and welcome to episode 330 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you today. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, October the 17th, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to take a look at a short article, but I think a worthwhile one, that was initially published on July 21st of this year by Dr. Edmund J. Maza, entitled Solzhenitsyn on NATO, the Ukraine, and Putin. Editor's note. 1 Peter 5 welcomes submissions with various perspectives on the Ukraine crisis and Fatima. These views may not reflect the opinions of the editorial board. Men will not accept truth at the hands of their enemies, and truth is seldom offered to them by their friends. For this very reason, I have spoken it. Alexis de Tocqueville, Democracy in America. Alexander Solzhenitsyn is the most famous critic of communism who actually lived to tell about it. In 1970, he won the Nobel Prize for his landmark Gulag Archipelago, which has since sold millions of copies, as many or more as the actual number of victims. If any man during the Cold War ever deserved the title Moral Conscience of the West, it was Solzhenitsyn. While fighting the Nazis during World War II, he was arrested in 1945 by the Soviet secret police. Solzhenitsyn's crime? He had written letters to a friend that criticized Stalin, codename The Boss. Sentenced to eight years in Siberian labor camps, his haunting experience is detailed in his short story, One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. Released during the de-Stalinization period of Nikita Khrushchev, Solzhenitsyn was at first allowed to publish his sensational exposés of Soviet horrors, but in 1974 he lost his citizenship and was exiled to West Germany. In 1976, he moved with his family to the United States, where he continued to write and give speeches, including a now-prophetic 1978 Harvard commencement address. In 1994, two years after the fall of the Soviet Union, Solzhenitsyn returned to Russia and continued writing up until his death in 2008. What the Russian sage had to say in an interview with Moscow News on April 28, 2006, regarding NATO and the Ukraine is his prophetic today as it is politically incorrect. The United States is placing its occupation troops in one country after another. This is the de facto situation in Bosnia for nine years, in Kosovo and Afghanistan for five years each, in Iraq for three years so far, but it will be a long time there. There is little difference between NATO's actions and individual U.S. actions. Clearly seeing that today's Russia poses no threat to them, NATO is methodically and persistently developing its military apparatus to the east of Europe and into the continental reach of Russia from the south. There is open material and ideological support for, quote, color revolutions and the paradoxical introduction of North Atlantic interests in Central Asia. All this leaves no doubt that a complete encirclement of Russia is being prepared and then the loss of its sovereignty. No, Russia's accession to such a Euro-Atlantic alliance, which conducts propaganda and the violent introduction into various parts of the planet of the ideology and forms of current Western democracy, would lead not to expansion, but to the decline of Christian civilization. What is happening in the Ukraine, even from the falsely constructed wording for the 1991 referendum, I have written and spoken about this before, 
is my constant bitterness and pain, the fanatical suppression and persecution of the Russian language, which in past polls was recognized as its primary language by more than 60% of the population of the Ukraine, is simply an atrocious measure and also directed against the cultural perspective of the Ukraine itself. Huge expanses of land that never belonged to the historical Ukraine, <coughs> excuse me, historically to the Ukraine, like Novorossiya, Crimea, and the entire southeastern region have been forcibly squeezed into the current Ukrainian state and its policy of greedy NATO membership. In Yeltsin's entire tenure, not a single meeting with Ukrainian presidents was without capitulations and concessions on his part. The expulsion of the Black Sea Fleet from Sevastopol, never ceded to the Ukrainian SSR even under Khrushchev, is a base and vicious desecration of the entire Russian history of the 19th and 20th centuries. Under all these conditions, Russia dares not in any form indifferently betray the many millions of the Russian population in the Ukraine to deny our unity with them. Solzhenitsyn rarely gave interviews, but in a recent article, his Catholic biographer, Joseph Pierce, gives us additional nuggets of wisdom from June 23, 2007, with the German weekly magazine Der Spiegel. What he says about Putin may surprise most people. Quote, Vladimir Putin, yes, he was an officer of the intelligence services, but he was not a KGB investigator, nor was he the head of a camp in the Gulag. As for service in foreign intelligence, that is not a negative in any country. Sometimes it even draws praise. George Bush Sr. was not much criticized for being the ex-head of the CIA, for example. In 2014, after Russia came under sanctions for its actions in Crimea, Putin was asked whether relations had soured with America due to Crimea or Syria. You are mistaken, Putin told the journalists. Think about Yugoslavia. This is when it started. This is confirmed by Solzhenitsyn from the article already cited, quote, the cruel NATO bombings of Serbia. It's fair to say that all layers of Russian society were deeply and indelibly shocked by those bombings. So the perception of the West as mostly a night of democracy has been replaced with the disappointed belief that pragmatism, often cynical and selfish, lies at the core of Western policies. For many Russians, it was a grave disillusionment a crushing of ideals, end quote. In January of 1999, in the Yugoslavian village of Rekak, Serbian Orthodox Christian forces killed 45 Kosovo Albanians, Sunni Muslims, mostly women and children. Without United Nations approval, in the spring of 1999, U.S.-led NATO forces launched a bombing campaign against Yugoslavia that lasted 78 days. Operation Allied Force resulted in the deaths of over 500 civilians. When Russian forces helped secure certain Serbian locations, open warfare between Russia and NATO nearly broke out. The same thing might be about to take place now since NATO has escalated an already tense situation in Eastern Europe due to their increased buildup of military preparedness, as Mearsheimer shows. There's also a link here for a YouTube clip. As Catholics, we would do well to respect Solzhenitsyn's views and share them with as many as possible before we live to regret not doing it. Our Lady of the Rosary of Fatima, pray for us. So ends that article. I would highly recommend the literary biography of Alexander Solzhenitsyn by Joseph Pierce. Um, 
who's quite a character in and of himself, a convert to Catholicism. I have an amusing story involving Mr. Pierce. Uh, when I was teaching at the Chesterton Academy of Buffalo, Mr. Pierce was there giving a talk about his conversion to the faith. I'm a supporter of Manchester United Football Club. He's a supporter of Chelsea Football Club. And he, when he found out I was a United supporter, he took a tie out of his uh, suitcase, and it was a Chelsea tie. And he, he tapped it up against my forehead as if he was trying to get uh, Manchester United demons out of me or something like that. It's pretty funny. He's, he's a good guy and a very intelligent man. And that's a very worthwhile read, his uh, biography of Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn, of course, was uh, a heroic figure and went through years of imprisonment, years of struggle in the Soviet Union. And his words are instructive. The greatest threat to the world is always our own sinful behavior, our sinful inclinations. And the Blessed Mother said that war is a punishment for sin. And we must be aware of what the United States and her allies are doing in the rest of the world and how these um, threats in the Ukraine and alliance with the Ukraine and constantly giving weapons and money to the Ukraine and the same thing with Taiwan are seen as very threatening gestures to Russia and China. This is not to make an apology for the government in Russia or China. I'm not a fan of any government in any place on earth, really. I would greatly love and uh, appreciate a return to benevolent Catholic monarchs all over the world instead of monarchies just being figureheads for politicians of all these so-called democracies who seem to spread nothing but tyranny and fear around the world. So let us continue, as Dr. Mazza says uh, very appropriately at the end of the article, Our Lady of the Rosary of Fatima, pray for us. Let us continue to pray for peace. Let us continue to pray for the conversion of Russia. Let us continue to pray for the conversion of the United States and all other countries too. Um, because many times we might paint other nations as the boogeyman, or it's just, you know, those bad guys in that other country across the ocean or across that border. Well, many times it's the enemies within, the enemies within our, our own nations uh, who are causing the most problems. Let us conclude with mentioning once again, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. That website is located at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. And I would once again direct your attention to episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which I interview my sister and my niece about something wonderful called RPM or rapid prompting method, which has helped many folks afflicted with non-speaking autism communicate. We believe that communication is a human right. And just as the deaf um, had to overcome obstacles in regards to sign language initially being looked down upon before it broke through and now it's accepted everywhere. The same thing is going to happen with RPM, we believe, otherwise known as typing to talk. So please check out that website. If you know family and friends who've been touched by autism, share that with them, halo-soma.org, and let us pray for help and for healing for all of our silent friends. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, 
through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for the silent ones. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Act of Consecration to St. Joseph by St. Bernardine of Siena. O my beloved St. Joseph, adopt me as thy child. Take charge of my salvation. Watch over me day and night. Preserve me from the occasions of sin. Obtain for me purity of body. Through thy intercession with Jesus, grant me a spirit of sacrifice, humility, self-denial, burning love for Jesus in the most blessed sacrament, and a sweet and tender love for Mary, my mother. St. Joseph, be with me living, be with me dying, and obtain for me a favorable judgment from Jesus, my merciful Savior. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. And now the three Hail Marys in honor of Our Lady of Fatima's Immaculate Purity. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael, Archangeli, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 330 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in your charity. Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Our Twitter handle is at Fatima Podcast. All the shows are archived there. And most importantly, pray for the eternal salvation of all of our bishops. Goodbye and God love you.